Hey everyone, welcome to the Strive to Drive podcast. I'm your host, Kim, and on today's episode, I'll be interviewing my good friend, Claire. Claire attempted to get her driver's license twice in Montreal. After moving to North Carolina, she decided to try going for it again and was successful. She's now back in Canada and lives with her parents and fiancé in Toronto. Even though she's able to run errands, like drive to the grocery store, she still doesn't feel comfortable driving on the highway. Let's get to the interview. So we're both from Montreal. A lot of our friends like struggled with driving. And I'm just wondering, you know, what your experience was like. Do you have a driver's license right now? Yeah, I do have a driver's license now. I got it um, about two years ago, just over two years ago in Durham, North Carolina. Um, and so I was able to take lessons in the U.S. and then get my pass my driver's test and get my license there as well. Okay. Maybe we can start when you first started learning to drive. Mm-hmm. Like, can you tell us a bit about that? Like, how old were you? And like, what was like your feeling about driving? Why did you first start learning? I started learning right away when I was 16 or 17 and I was able to take lessons. I took driving lessons. I wrote the test in the little government office in Quebec. And then I took 12 or so lessons. And I was feeling pretty confident, although I wasn't driving a lot. I didn't have access to a car a lot of the time. So I didn't have a ton of practice. And even after the lessons, um, when I went to take my first driving test, I failed. And I remember at one point having stopped in an intersection on my way to turn left and the light turned red and I hadn't gotten my chance to go. So I just kind of stayed there. And the instructor was like, "Uh, okay, you need to turn. And then I was like, where do you want me to go now? And he was like, let's just go back to the driving center. (laughs) (laughs) So it wasn't very successful. I took a test, you know, you have to wait so long in Montreal between tests. And I had taken it, I had gotten an appointment out in um, Saint-Jérôme. So I had never been there before. And I didn't really know the streets very well, but obviously didn't go as planned. And I waited the uh, the year or so that I'm not really sure actually if you had to wait, but I waited a while until the next um, test and I failed it again. <laughs> you know, it was like, it was, I was like 18 or something. So it wasn't a very successful run. I was pretty disappointed, but you know, I, I eventually recovered. So <laughs> it was fine. When you were waiting, the year to take the test again were you practicing at all honestly not as much as I should have and I think something that that kind of tripped me up in both tests was that they take place in these suburban areas that I was really not used to driving in so I would occasionally Mm -hmm. drive between my house and basically the Westmount library you know which is like a seven or so minute drive and I I was somewhat used to driving in these residential city streets, which are pretty easy to drive in. And 
then when we took the test out in, in Saint-Jérôme and I think somewhere else the second time, you know, the boulevards are so different than the small residential streets and they're four, you know, up to four lanes wide and it's just a completely different driving experience. So I feel like the first time that I was really on that type of street was during the test. It was, it was you know, completely, um, it, it was a completely new experience. So I did practice a little bit, but not the things that I really needed to be practicing, which is how to, how to do those lane changes, how to go on kind of larger streets and stuff like that. Were you nervous about driving at all? Or it was just like, you, you just didn't have enough practice? I was definitely nervous probably because I didn't have enough practice. I think mm. you need so much practice to be able to encounter all the different situations that you can possibly encounter. But I think I think definitely not having um not practicing every day or constantly or or practicing kind of once a month kind of. And when you're doing the lessons, it's only once every two weeks or so. So you kind of forget in between the lessons too how to how to do everything. So I think I was a bit nervous. I hadn't practiced a ton and I was encountering novel situations when I mm. when I really should have practiced them before. Were your parents pushing you to get your mm. license or it was just something that you wanted? I would say au contraire. My parents were extremely nervous. That is partially why I never practiced because we did have a car. But Okay. My mother wouldn't drive with me in the car, so only my dad would be willing to practice with me, and he was not always available to do so, which fair enough. It's not that they weren't supportive, it's that the structure wasn't really there for me to learn, and I don't think I was really pushed to because we were using public transit to get everywhere and walking, and so I never felt the need to drive. I just really wanted to. And my parents weren't really pushing me or forcing me to practice. So ended up kind of not really practicing and, and it kind of um, fell, fell to the side. I guess. Mm -hmm. And, and why did you really want to drive at, the, at that age? I think the same reason that I want to drive now, which is independence and being able to get places faster, which I guess, you know, which is obvious, but when you have the choice of driving for 10 minutes or taking like 45 minutes of public transit, it's obviously really nice to drive. The other reason was probably being able to go on trips or outings, you know, go skiing or, or, or do things outside of the city. And that's still kind of my main reason for wanting to drive is being able to, to do stuff outside of major transit areas, basically. Yeah. And especially with the pandemic now, um, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't. Yeah, I exactly. I, you know, I live in Toronto now. We haven't taken a subway um, since the beginning of the pandemic. So definitely been a change. Yep. So you, 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 you took the test, you took the, the practical driving test a second mm -hmm. time and failed. Mm -hmm. And then how, how much time passed before you started taking lessons again in the U.S.? About 10 years, which is a very long time. And I decided when I was in the U.S. 
that I really wanted to get my license. I had met a Japanese foreign student at my school and he had gotten his license when he arrived uh, to, to Durham where we were living. And he explained to me, you know, where he went and the lessons. And I thought it was a great idea. Um, and so he kind of inspired me. And I called this local driving school that I found on Google. I called like five and no one like answered or would take me. So which I was so weird. But anyways, this one guy, one guy took me and he was a great instructor. Really cool guy. He was like part of the film community in North Carolina and had had met a bunch of local celebrities and stuff so who would tell me cool stories and we drove around the triangle so durham chapel hill and raleigh and i i had a good experience i learned how to drive on those big boulevards people in states drive pretty fast so it was a it was a different experience but i thought it was i was well equipped enough and he brought me to the testing center um and showed me the the track, which was really helpful. The kind of testing, the, the track that they bring you around to test your driving. And um, this was after I had taken a written test in, in North Carolina, you go into a DMV and write, write a test on a computer. And it was 20 multiple choice questions and it, was, it wasn't too bad. So I was able then to take the test um, after those lessons, immediately, there was no waiting period. There was no waiting period between anything, which was wonderful. So I was able to take the written test, take lessons immediately, and sign up for my test immediately. And I didn't even need to pre-register for the test. I literally just went to the DMV one day. Oh, and wow. yeah, so it's it's really easy. You know, like I, there's no there's not a lot of administrative burden for for that. And then I took it and I I passed on my first try. We basically, when you know the the things that were tested there was no highway driving testing there was no parallel parking testing just parking lot parking and uh it was basically how to how to stop how to signal how to you know treat a yield sign how to do a three-point turn there's like a little driveway section to do a three-point turn but none of the really hard stuff like like the highway or the parking uh, parallel parking why do you think you passed this time versus the previous times yeah i it's hard to say because it's a different system i mean i'd like to think i'm a better driver and that's why but you know and i i think having done the course before with the instructor having driven in that area for a long time like for for about 24 hours worth of instructor lessons oh okay because uh here we get 15 hours of mm. of driving and it costs you know like 825 dollars mm -hmm. so do you remember like how much you paid for 24 hours of of lessons i i did pay quite a bit i i think i put in about 1000 or 1200 american dollars into the whole thing i can't remember exactly how it shook out you have to pay for insurance you have to pay for the lessons you have to um those are the main costs and and the, then the written tests and the license but it definitely cost money i kind of was like okay i'm gonna just throw a bunch of money at this problem <laughs> 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 just like give a ton of lessons and then get all the insurance that i can so i can like have it long enough to take the test it's a bit the insurance situation is a bit complex there and uh and then and then it was over and i had my license and i 
then it was kind of worth it, you know. Yeah, and I imagine like like where you were in North Carolina, it's it's hard to get around without a car. Yeah, and you know, I didn't actually buy a car after that, so I didn't really fix that problem. I was biking everywhere. It, I think it made me a better cyclist because I was, I don't know, I had been a driver and I kind of saw the saw the blind spots from the other side a little bit. But yeah, it, it's definitely it being a car culture inspired me to get it. And also it was so nobody... Nobody asked me, like, why would you get your license or anything like that? If anything, people were extremely shocked that I didn't have my license at 29 years old. And so <laughs> it felt really, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it felt it felt normal. It felt like I was encouraged to do it. And so it kind of, you know, it was, like, set up for me to, to get it. It was nice. Wow. Yeah, that's that's yeah. great that it was really, like, the process was a lot easier. Yeah. Yeah. Especially the waiting, because the thing with the, you know, all these things can happen in between in Quebec. And then, I mean, the other thing in North Carolina is there's no, there's no snow, like there's never Mm. snow on the ground. So you're never trying to time your test for good weather. It doesn't matter. It's always kind of nice. Or, you know, if not a bit cold, but I I took my test in the summer anyway. But I remember that about Quebec, like booking your test, not wanting to book it, you know, some point in January, there could be a giant snowstorm. It's kind of complicated. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good point. <laughs> Those lucky people who don't have to deal with snow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you got your license, you finally got your license two years ago in the US. And like you said, you like you didn't end up buying a car. So after you got your license, did you like end up using your license often? Or did you rent cars? We rented cars. But I lived with and still live with my fiance who was able to drive and he would typically drive uh, whenever we rented a car. I would occasionally take over the driving, but I, you know, I still don't like merging onto the highway. And so I never take over the driving when I'm going to need to merge. It needs to be like when we're already on the highway and we stop at a rest stop or something. And I'm not as comfortable driving as he is. And he's been driving for many years now. So I didn't use it a lot. Now that I live in the suburbs of Toronto, I drive a lot more. Uh, Almost every day, I would say, I drive to the grocery store or I drive to see family members. Yeah, so I I do a lot more driving now than I did in North Carolina. And I have access to my parents' car. So that's been really helpful. That's, yeah, that's nice that you're, like, able to to use your license more yeah yeah it's really it's pretty tough you know I was saying I I could walk to the grocery store or to the drugstore but it would be a 10 20 minute walk whereas it's a two minute drive you know so I think it's really just a matter of convenience at this point but I still don't drive on the highway (laughs) which is not super convenient so I can only take like streets or boulevards to get anywhere and I'm gonna start driving on the highway soon but I'm a little bit terrified so I haven't quite gotten there yeah I'm also nervous about driving on the highway um so yeah, yeah I understand. it's such a it's so different and the merging and uh, yeah yeah totally. and so do you know how you're gonna push yourself to go on the highway like are you gonna take 
extra lessons or you're just going to practice with family members? I will definitely practice with family members. I often drive with other people in the car, so there's usually somebody with me. I think I should probably try soon because, you know, I think it'll take a while to get used to it. It would be good to start before winter comes, before there's snow on the ground. But I am a little bit afraid. And the problem is even if there's someone else in the car, they can't really stop you from getting into an accident, you know, and they can't stop other drivers from being crazy. So I will definitely do it with someone else in the car and like slowly, you know, maybe just go onto a section of the highway and, and, and not, you know, take an exit into downtown Toronto or something like that, like take easy, easy entrances and easy exits at this point. But I, I don't have a specific game plan and I do admit that it is something that has been a bit difficult and pretty inconvenient. So it's something I would like to do. Yeah. But I mean, it's good that you have people who are willing to, to practice with you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it is. They are. Um, Not everyone is really patient. (laughs) So I, like I make mistakes I make mistakes still but it's kind of normal I still I'm still I'm really still a beginner driver still a novice driver for sure Mm -hmm. and so I I'm still there's still a lot of situations that I haven't encountered so last week was the first time that I was driving in the presence of a streetcar and in Toronto the streetcars are on tracks that are not on the right side. They're in what is essentially the left lane. And so people get out of them and they cross through through traffic or through the road onto the sidewalk over the right lane. So you have to stop before the streetcar stops. You have to start, stop behind the streetcar. Um, but the signaling was new for me and stuff like that. So it was the first time that I had driven behind the streetcar before and I was pretty anxious about it. Um, in the end, it was okay. But I'm still encountering a ton of situations that make me uncomfortable that I need to encounter a lot more before I feel comfortable just Mm -hmm. fluently driving, fluidly driving on the street. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. And have you, I mean, I know you didn't really drive much in, in Quebec, but like, do you notice a difference between Ontario and Quebec drivers? No, no, I, I haven't driven enough in Quebec or I haven't really, thought about it very much what's different and a little bit frustrating is in toronto the pedestrian signals this is a pedestrian (laughs) the pedestrian (laughs) signals don't uh when it's like the little walking man they don't stop the cars so cars still have a green and they're trying to like turn into you essentially as fast as possible and so that's a little bit different and frustrating but i haven't i'll have to report back on driving back (laughs) (laughs) You mentioned that some people get frustrated with you in the car, and I've mm-hmm. certainly like mm-hmm. had people get frustrated <laughs> with me. So, do you have ways to kind of like deal with that, or you haven't really like thought about it too much? I've definitely thought about it because it is frustrating, and it's. I also am so aware that. I, it, I'm sure it's very annoying to be in the car with a new driver and it's like why didn't you you know oh you should have done this and like or get out why didn't you change lanes earlier or whatever and I think that that's been for example I <laughs> I hate 
changing lanes like at the last minute. So if I'm supposed to turn left and I'm on the left lane, I'll just miss the turn. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I'll just come I'll just get over and turn left later or right or whatever. So I I'm much slower than a regular driver because I sometimes have to make detours or I don't take the highway and stuff like that. What I've done to manage the situation, it's very tough. Honestly, I I don't know what to do. I mean, I'll occasionally say, I'm, I'm really sorry, I'm a new driver. You need to cut me some slack. Um, but I understand that people in the passenger seat might feel like they're in danger. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's like, not really. Uh, <laughs> I kind of understand why they're mad. <laughs> I depends on the person, though. I used to, a friend of ours um, in North Carolina would lend me, would, would drive with me a lot. It was really nice. And he was really patient, uh, really, really patient. And one time I uh, pretty much almost totaled their car. I was merging onto a highway and the merge on ramps in Durham are really short. And so I was looking over my left shoulder to see if I could get it, you know, where I could squeeze in. And I kept driving straight and I literally almost drove us off the road into a ditch. Like he had to grab the wheel and merge, turn onto the highway. It was terrifying. And this is before I had my license, I think, or maybe just after, but either way, um, it was pretty terrifying. And I, I literally never went on the highway in North Carolina. I never went on like an on-ramp anyway in North Carolina again. So that was pretty frightening. He was very patient. So that's a good example. Even then he was quite patient. He just kind of grabbed the wheel. And so it was, I think it really just depends on the person. Clearly Mm. it's not a function. I mean, I'm a much better driver now than I was back then. And yet he's much more patient than my mom, for example, in the car. So it really, I think just depends on the person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I would, I wouldn't want to drive on a, on a ramp, ramp like that either like yeah <laughs> <laughs> i kind of thought i would be fine because i got on some other ramps that were longer but it was not fine and i don't want to do it again <laughs> yeah it's scary but hey i mean it's good that you were still able that you're still able to drive on residential streets like i think yeah. some people would be completely turned off from driving i was turned uh- off for probably like a month after that we didn't have a car so that was so I didn't really have a lot of opportunity in that month but it took me a while to recover (laughs) yeah yeah and so so you said now like you feel more confident um that you still like you still have stuff to work on like driving on the highway do you like once you once you like feel comfortable driving on on highways like do you think you'll drive a lot more and do you think you'll end up buying a car one day yes I think I'm gonna drive more and more especially being in the suburbs or especially now that my parents live in the suburbs is really the thing and I um and I'm getting a little bit more comfortable driving I'm kind of realizing how nice it is to have access to a car to be able to go to a cottage or to like buy a lot of groceries at one time that was something we were in Durham using our bikes and filling up one basket or a couple baskets worth of groceries a, a trip. And so it does get a little bit limiting and having access to a car is really nice. 
you know, if, if we can afford it one day, I would love to have a car and then a parking spot. (laughs) (laughs) That would be great. Yeah. I think, (laughs) I think so. I think I'm, you know, I don't think I'm ever going to be one of those really good drivers who's like professional level or something like that. I mean, and, or, or even like my fiance who's been driving since he was 16 and, you know, in Costa Rica where it's a lot more, um, the, the conditions are a lot more difficult to drive in because of crazy traffic and the rain and the streets and stuff like that. But I think I will be a regular, or I hope that I'm just like a regular driver and that I can go on the highway and like run errands in the car and stuff like that. I hope I can be a regular driver also. Yeah, I know. It's such a, it's such a, it's such a dream, such a simple dream, but yet (laughs) it's kind of hard to achieve. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. I think, I think I'm going to ask the last question now. It's kind of a fun question. So what would be your dream road trip in Canada? given that you know the borders are closed mm-hmm, because of the mm-hmm. pandemic mm-hmm. and then post pandemic what would be your dream road trip anywhere in the world that is a very fun question uh road trip in canada would definitely be banff or and or jasper i have never been i would love to see um to see the scenery out west, to drive through the mountains. It sounds amazing. It sounds very difficult. So this is obviously a dream. And uh, to be able to drive to a chalet or go skiing or something like that. It just, that would be amazing. That's definitely within Canada, my, my dream road trip. My dream international road trip, it really frightens me to the idea of going to another country and renting a car and driving without really (laughs) having driven there before that sounds very a little bit out of my comfort zone for sure yeah and a lot of countries um like they mostly drive manual yes yes i i mean so i cannot and and probably will never be able to drive manual and i think i just need to accept that at this point so i basically need to find a car rental company for like North Americans. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and I'm also trying to think of trying to avoid countries that drive on the right side of the road, (laughs) Mm. on the on the opposite side of the road, because I could never do that. Never say never. That yeah, that's true. That's true. It would be really fun to maybe go to go to Japan. I think it's small enough that you could probably. I mean, there are a lot of islands. That's not a good example. What about South Korea? Maybe South Korea. That would be cool. I think love to see Seoul, love to drive around, drive around a different country that has really different scenery from here and, and get to visit some cool cities and stuff too. I think Korea, South Korea would be my, my answer. <laughs> Sounds mm. really fun. Yeah, yeah, that does sound fun. Maybe we can do a road trip together one day. Yes. Can you imagine? That would be <laughs> great. I mean, I, it's funny because I pumped gas for like the first time. I don't know, a month ago. And I realized like, I don't really know how to do this. And I was with Emily, our friend, and she literally got out of the car and she had, she knew how to do it a little bit. And I called my fiance (laughs) and I asked him like, how to pay? Do I pay? It was like, um, you had to pay inside at the, at the, in the day penner. 
So I didn't really understand, like, at what point do I just, like, start pumping now and then pay later or, or vice versa? And so he literally had to, like, talk me through how to pump gas and pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just imagining us on a road trip, like, encountering some weird gas station or, I don't know, <laughs> having to yeah. change a tire. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I've, I've pumped gas before, but I don't know if I would remember how to do it. <laughs> yeah, I know it's pretty scary <laughs> um so yeah I mean it worked out it seems so like um I don't know like snobby or something that I've never pumped my own gas before like that but it's just kind of like all this car stuff that you don't really learn when you never learned how to drive you know so. yeah and and um you mentioned changing a tire like mm-hmm. I think they should teach us that in in driving school yes you know I totally agree. I mean, in driving school, they really don't. Well, I haven't. I haven't taken the kind of long form uh, theory classes that they have now in Quebec, but they don't really teach you a lot of things like driving at night, driving in the rain. Because if you've never had a lesson in the rain and you didn't take your test in the rain, then you know you could be on the road when when it rains for the first time. And mm-hmm. you know how to do the wipers and front and back, and and how often to put them on for, and just little things like that that you kind of slowly learn as you drive, but you don't really learn until it happens to you. Yeah, and if you don't have other people to to teach you or to practice with, you're really on your own. I guess exactly. you can go- you can Google it. I Google. I've, I've YouTubed a ton of videos. I YouTubed how to back when I was like learning how to drive how to back out of a parking lot spot. And I remember this trick that the guy on the video said, which was point the direction that you want to leave and turn your wheel the other way. And I still do that. <laughs> nice. I like have little devices to try to turn the wheel. But I YouTube videos were are really helpful. They were really helpful mm-hmm. when I was learning. Yeah, yeah I think when I start practicing again, um, I, I have my license, but I haven't driven in almost a decade. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think YouTube is going to be, going to be it's my great. best friend. It's great. Do you have a car to practice in? Jeremy has a subscription to Caminoto. Oh, great. Great. So, I mean, I could practice using yeah. those, those cars, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. like like right now like a lot of the cars aren't available because everyone mm-hmm. is using them to get out of the city. Right. For sure. I didn't even think of that. But yeah, also I think I've just been delaying it, you know, mm-hmm. because I'm nervous. <laughs> yeah. Totally, exactly. And you're driving in the city. So, you know, it's tough yeah. like you you're basically thrust into traffic immediately as soon as you leave your house. So, it's it's definitely stressful. Yeah. So thank you so much, Claire. Um, I think you've given us some good advice and I think people can learn a lot from your experience, um, including myself. <laughs> Thanks, Kim. It was yeah. really, really fun to chat about this. It's something that I don't think we think about a lot, but it's kind of a big part of our lives, you know, just learning to drive things. So yeah. It's important. I love learning about people's experiences because, yeah, I feel like it's something I've I've always wanted, but 
I just haven't gotten to that point yet. And yeah, I'm glad that you were almost where you want to be. Almost, almost. We'll see if I report back soon. Thank you so much for listening to the episode. Claire has shown that it's definitely possible to get your driver's license after a few tries and with a lot of practice. Her story also illustrates the fact that getting a license isn't the end-all, be-all when it comes to driving. Even with a license, there is still a lot of learning and practicing that needs to be done in order to feel comfortable on the road. As Claire puts it, she feels like a novice driver, but she is striving to become a regular driver. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and give it a review on your favorite podcasting platform. Take care and stay tuned for another episode of the Strive to Drive podcast.